Welcome back to the Broken Table Wrestling Podcast. Um, this is now, I believe, our first episode since our big WrestleMania episode. Um, if you haven't uh, listened to the WrestleMania episode, give that a listen to. That that was a fun episode to make, about an hour long. So uh, if you sit through that, kudos to you. Uh, we're going to start off this week with the April 10th edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, we're going to run through what happened, and then we'll go into some thoughts on the major things we saw. Uh, so we started off with Finn Balor defeating Rey Mysterio. Uh, next, we saw Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan defeat Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus for the Women's Tag Team Championships. We have new champions there. Uh, Lita was attacked backstage before the match, uh, which meant Trish Stratus had to step in. Uh, at the end of the match, Trish Stratus did what we all expected her to do. Uh, turn on Becky Lynch, most likely setting up their feud uh, for Backlash and probably beyond. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed ended in a double countout. Uh, we then saw them go into punches and brawl after after the match. Uh, it was stopped. The fans seemed to really enjoy that, so that could be a that could be a match uh, we see for a while. Cody Rhodes came out and officially challenged Brock Lesnar for a match at Backlash. The Usos defeated the Alpha Academy. Io Sky defeated Mia Yim and Piper Niven uh, to earn the number one contender spot for the Raw Women's Championship. So we will see her against Bianca Belair. Um, and Solo Sokoa defeated Kevin Owens. Uh, the match concluded with Solo and the Usos beating down Kevin Owens uh, because Matt Riddle and Sami Zayn had travel issues getting to Seattle. Uh, they showed up just about as late as you could, uh, tried to save Kevin Owens, but the damage was already done. Uh, so we're just going to kind of run through like our really quick thoughts here. So what kind of stood out to you here in uh, this Raw episode? Yeah, this is a very, very, very good episode. I, I feel like um, I didn't see many shades of Vince McMahon. This is a major, major upgrade from the Raw to WrestleMania. And I feel like, you know, th there's a lot of news about Vince and everyone's scared. But I honestly feel like it's going to be as normal as it's been with Triple H running it. And I feel like we are still in for some good wrestling. As we'll talk about SmackDown, SmackDown was also a good episode. So I feel like we're going to be in for some good wrestling. This is a very, very good episode. I feel like what stood out to me the most was obviously we have new women's tag team champions, Raquel and Liv. And while, while I always argue switching the tag titles are, you know, every couple of months is unhealthy for the reputation of the tag titles, I feel like this is the hottest women's, excuse me, the hottest women's tag team right now is Raquel and Liv. And obviously I, I think, you know, you love Liv. Uh, I love both of them. I, I think it's a very, very good tag team. I think they deserve the titles. And I think this is the tag team that with time and with improvement can really elevate these titles because now you have two good wrestlers as opposed to Becky Lynch carrying Lita on her back, you know, for a couple matches. So I feel like this was ultimately a good decision. Um, other thing that stood out, we have a Bobby Lashley, Bronson Reed feud. I'll take that any day of the week. Looks like that's what we're going to get for Backlash. Um, I'm I'm not upset that it ended with a double countout because that furthers your feud and now you can make a big money match at a big money event in Puerto Rico. Uh, Cody versus Brock, we all knew that was gonna happen, but that was a very very good promo by Cody. You know, he he's he's been down the past couple of weeks. He didn't get his rematch like he wanted. He got smoked by Lesnar, but he's not he and he admitted he is scared of Brock Lesnar, but he will still fight him. And that was a very good promo because it takes a lot to admit that you're scared of. The human being standing right in front of you. And then I, I, other things I would say quickly is that the Usos versus Alpha Academy was a banger tag team match. Great wrestling there. Uh, the triple threat for the Roman's championship was 
a basically a showcase for Eosky, and I'm glad they went with this decision instead of Bailey again because we're tired of it. Eosky is a great wrestler, and she's been in the shadow of Bailey ever since she came into the main roster. And this is a very NXT styled match for the Roman's Championship, and I feel like it's going to be a triple threat with Asuka, as um, speculated by some online, and that'll be a very NXT styled match, and I can't wait for that. And obviously, we have Solo versus Kevin Owens with Matt Riddle, Sami Zayn. Just uh, uh, we'd love that. Take my money. So, um, what are your thoughts? Especially, I'd like to your thoughts on the the new champions, as well as the col- the colossal match that we're gonna get with Bronze Arena, Bobby Lashley, and other things in the show. What are your thoughts? Well, I think the first thing that stood out to me was Io Sky. Um, I think she definitely has shown that she could be a real talent, like outside of Damage Control. Um, so again, like you said, we were tired of seeing Bailey like that. So I'm glad that they went with the decision of Eosky. Sky. Uh, obviously, I don't think Eosky Sky is going to win, uh, but I think that that's going to be a match that a lot of people haven't seen before, and that is what what makes it all exciting. Like seeing these new people um, fight for championships because she really has earned it. So I'm going to go with that. Was probably what most stood out to me. Again. Uh, the Usos and the Alpha Academy was a really good tag team wrestling match. We don't see a lot of good tag team wrestling uh, much, but I mean, these two teams, they really put on a show and a lot of credit to Alpha Academy, like Chad Gable and now even Otis, like those two are, are workhorses and they're getting like much deserved TV time, um, which I think is super great. Again, I don't know how they're going to split them up, but I hope when they split them up, they both have their own little runs in them because they both absolutely deserve them. Um, and finally, of course, uh, new women's tag team champions. We've all expected uh, Trish Stratus heel turn. Um, so it all kind of made the most sense uh, that it would happen this way. Again, I think Trish Stratus attacked Lita backstage. I think that makes logical sense. Yeah. I think we're going to hear from I think we're going to hear from Trish Stratus on Monday about why she did what she did. She didn't say she attacked Lita. And then we're either going to get Becky Lynch at. I hope it goes on. I hope it goes on past backlash. So I hope it ends in a weird way at backlash and then. They fight again because I think that those two could definitely fight. And that's good for Becky Lynch um, to kind of get her away from the championship picture um, and have a really good feud with a Hall of Famer like that. And hopefully that means Lita is either, you know, gone with the wind or, you know, not really fighting anymore. And then, like you said, Raquel and Liv, two people that we really like. They're super hot right now. So to have them hold the tag team championships, that'll be super fun. Hopefully they have a little run in them. Yeah, for sure. Um, And just one other thing I would say. There's, besides like the, the greatest since episode, the, the one thing that really was a little off was the opening segment with Ray and Dom. You know, I know Dom slipped up a couple of times in the mic, which I was shocked about. But his uh, his match with Finn Balor, Rey Mysterio's match with Finn Balor made up for it. And that was a good opening to the show that I forgot to mention. But that was probably the slowest segment of the, segment of the night. I feel like everything else was very smooth. It was a I think it was a well-paced, well-put-together episode of Raw. And I just showcased everyone. I thought it was a very, very fun episode to watch. Uh, notification on my phone uh, I'd like to get your thoughts here uh, there is word that Drew McIntyre has now blacked out his Twitter account oh, and removed all WWE references from his bio I just I just got that too oh, please so I just want to see what our thoughts were here Steve, um, because again that just kind of popped Steve, I'm, up I'm going to freak out if that is true Steve, I'm gonna freak out. That's true. So I, I, you know, I love Drew McIntyre. He he is the the one of the main reasons why 
I got back into wrestling back in the pandemic, before the pandemic. He is honestly one of my, probably my favorite wrestler in the ring. And I, I he's a, he's literally like my hero when it comes to wrestling. And I would really, really be devastated if he left the company, especially if he went to AEW, because he will not be used well in AEW. Um, so, so what what are your thoughts? You think this is really, you think it's a, it's a work? What do you think? I mean, I don't really know what it is. I can't really call it a work because like, we don't really know. This is all just a Twitter account. Like it's social media. Um, and especially in a scripted show, uh, like the WWE is entertainment. It's not like the NFL where if an NFL guy takes a team out, that means he's not on a team anymore. Like this is all like, remember these guys have like real lives. They're not just like entertainers. Like they have actual names and stuff. Um, so it could be something like that. It could be a work, but again, with AEW going to London uh, for their big event um, and Drew McIntyre's contract expiring, it is something to think about. So um, again, not really involved with Raw or SmackDown, but I just popped it up and we're doing it. So why not talk about it? And yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I I just wonder why he would leave. Like he gets so much recognition. The fans love him. It, it is it is it a Vince thing? I I mean, he, like he just put on a five star match at WrestleMania and everyone recognized and loved it. You know, I yeah. just wonder. I wonder why. You know, they're definitely going to put a championship on him in the next couple of years. I wonder why he he would. There's so much rumor about him leaving. So yeah, something to definitely look forward to. Uh, shocking to kind of see that pop up there. Um, but we're gonna hop into now NXT. Um, we're just gonna run through this. Not too great of things. We saw just a lot of matches. So usually what NXT is just a lot of quick matches. Fly through it here. Uh, so Alba Fire and Ila Dawn defended their NXT Women's Tag Team Championships against Kiana James and Fallon Henley, uh, successfully uh, defending them. Uh, Brooks Jensen, I guess we call him Kiana's boyfriend. Um, he got he got involved there with uh, her bag. Uh, he I guess he was trying to cheat, and then he shoved Josh Briggs. So maybe a little tension happening there um, could lead to a mixed tag team match at some point. I don't know. I'm just throwing out speculation. Yeah. Uh, we had the two cuts and MVP presentation uh, for Chase U, uh, which was it was going pretty well. It was awesome. Chase U is awesome. I love Chase U. Uh, Braun Breaker came out, um, and now Braun Breaker apparently is a heel in NXT. I think it's fantastic for Braun. Um, he was like that the NXT title is a curse on my career. So he said, "Do cuts and you'll be the you'll take my spot in the number one contenders fatal four match later tonight." Um, and then Braun Breaker delivered a spear. Uh, and ripped up the Chase U flag, adding to his heel work. Uh, Eddie Thorpe defeated Javier Bernal, two people I've never heard of in my life. Um, so we're going to move on there. Tiffany Stratton defeated Sol Ruka. Uh, Sol Ruka is so good. I think she definitely deserves to get more wins. But Tiffany Stratton feels like the next person to face, uh, to fight for the WWE, uh, the NXT Tag Women's Championship. Uh, we had a Cora Jade promo, who I absolutely love. She was uh, interfered with by Lyra Valkyria. Um, Ilya Dragunov defeated Von Wagner. Again, we know that if Von Wagner lost that match, Mr. Stone would leave. Uh, so Mr. Stone said that him and Von Wagner were done. Moving to their storyline on, Joe Coffey, the returning Joe Coffey, defeated Tank Ledger. And finally, Grayson Waller defeated Duke Hudson, J.D. McDonough, and Dragon Lee in a fatal four-way match to crown a number one contender for the NXT championship. Yeah, this was a very solid episode. You know, just typical NXT things. Um, I would say for me, the highlights of this episode, definitely the main event, Grayson Waller, defeating Duke Hudson, JD, and Dragon Lee. Um, I think 
Grayson Waller and Melo. Yeah, I know they're very, very good friends in real life. Um, but I feel like they could put on fireworks. They could put on a good, um, a a good feud. Sorry, a good feud. But it's kind of repetitive because we just saw Grayson Waller challenging Braun for the NXT title. So at what point does Grayson Waller not deserve any more title shots and has to work his way up? Like you know, he won one match. I don't know, but I, I'm all for it. I like the feud. Um, Ilya defeats Vaughn. You know, I I don't really care for the Mister Mister Stone at all, to be honest with you. Like maybe this is a way to bring Mr. Stone back up to the main roster to um manage Chelsea Green. Very well could be. Uh Cora Jade, I have as much love for her as you do. She's great. I was upset that she really wasn't at Stand and Deliver or on TV before then. Um I'm hoping that she, you know, fights for the NXT women's title and gets that recognition she deserves. And then one other thing was the Braun Breaker segment. I love Chase U. I obviously the segment wasn't bad. For me personally, I know you said you like an idea of Braun Breaker. Honestly, I it's it's really is not my cup of tea. I don't see Braun Breaker as a heel, and I just I, I just can't see it. I'm having a hard time seeing it, and I, it's probably half because we've been seeing him as a face for the past you know year year and a, year and a half, what have you. And also, I just I feel like it's time for him to to graduate from NXT, and it doesn't look like we're getting that anytime soon. If he's going to start feuds with you know Chase U. With Melo. I mean, it's very possible he gets drafted, but I I, I don't know what's going on with Ron Breaker. I feel like it's his time to be on the main roster. And I just feel like these these heel segments are very choppy. And I, I, I don't really, you know, I'm not really a big fan of it. But obviously, I love Ron Breaker. But what, what are your thoughts on on overall this episode and, and just things that I commented on? Well, I definitely think it was a good episode outside of whoever Eddie Thorpe and Javier Bernal is. Um, I've never heard of either of these two. So when I saw that match, I went to the bathroom. Um, again, Joe Coffey, Tank Ledger too. Like, I don't really care about that. Um, Dragunov is so fun to watch in the ring. So I hope that Dragunov gets his fair share of title opportunities. Again, we saw him in that fatal five-way match at Sam's Liver, which was fantastic. I feel like he's super good. Again, he was confronted by Dijak. Um, so again, that rivalry, if that actually happens, would be an insane rivalry. I think that is something that Dijak's good enough to do. And of course, Dragunov is good enough. Um, and then Braun Breaker is a heel. Like I said, like, I think I really like it. I think we've seen him, like you said, for a face for so long. And I think it works because I think we all thought he was going to lose at Santa Deliver and then get called up. And now it doesn't look like that's going to, now it looks like he lost and that he lost because now he's going to change and he's going to be a heel. And I think that that aspect of surprise um, is going to really benefit what we're seeing. And I think that's why they did it. So I think that's why I like it because it was different than what everybody expected. Um, and that was pretty much it. Again, I kind of agree with you that Grace Wall, we just saw him fight Braun Breaker and now we're going to see him fight Carmelo Hayes. So when do we kind of see Grayson Waller stop? I expect to see him lose at spring break. And I think it is um, to Carmelo Hayes. And then maybe get to his call up spot again. It just doesn't yeah. feel like Grayson Waller needs to fight guys like Dragonoff or McDonough or Dragon Lee or Wesley or those guys. Like he did the great, he did great with Johnny Gargano. He's fought for the title twice. I would just kind of let him go up and he could start a feud with somebody up there. I mean, a Chad Gable feud. I don't know, just somebody up there that can't deal with his kind of comments. Like Seth Rollins feud, like. Guys like that, so I think that him going up would be really good uh, for him. So I think we're getting definitely close to that, which I'm excited for. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think uh, in the next couple of months, we're gonna, especially with the draft coming up, because now 
they're changing the draft where you could draft people from NXT. And I feel like we're going to get, you know, possibly Grayson Waller, maybe Braun Breaker, de- definitely Cameron Grimes. That's confirmed. And maybe some, some woman like Zoe Stark. Um, I'm assuming Roxanne's going to go up because she, she just lost her title. So definitely going to be an exciting month, couple months for NXT. And uh, overall, great episode. One other thing I just thought about when you talk about Ilya, how awesome would it be when Ilya graduates from NXT for him to come up and feud again with Gunther and Imperial? Would, that, would, that would be fantastic. I was either thinking that, or I was thinking he just joins Imperium. Yeah, I, I did think of that too. Like, what, What's funny is when he, when he was shooting with JD, I was like, imagine if, if he joins Imperium and JD joins the Brawling Brutes. Exactly. You know, like that'd be something cool. But I feel like what they could do is they could start it off as a rivalry and then have like if, if you lose to Gunther, you have to join Imperium or something like that. Something, but yeah. um, you know, he's him and Gunther at the time, Walter, they are recognized by many people as the b- greatest WWE match of all time is Gunther versus Dragonoff. So that that's that's recognized widely as one of the best matches ever in terms of pure wrestling. So I'd they need to revisit that, especially how how Gunther is his Persona has changed. He's now like a um a more built, tall, skinnier version of himself. So I feel like they could really reinvent that whole feud. And I feel like just all these guys that we mentioned have such a strong spot in the main roster when that time comes. Because you know, like Seth Rollins, LA Knight, um, Roman Reigns, all these guys are in their mid-30s, approaching 40s, if not they're in their 40s. So, you know, their time is gonna be up in a matter of a couple of years. So the, the, these guys are literally the future of the product. So we gotta enjoy them now. We gotta hope that they they be brought up in a good way and that they be booked in a good way because they are literally the future of this company. Absolutely. Like absolutely for sure. Um these guys are getting close to graduating and you wanna hope that when they graduate, they're gonna be very strong, um, like that, uh, when they go to the main roster, however they decide to use them. Um, so now we're gonna hop into SmackDown, our final talking point of this week. Uh, we started off SmackDown hearing from Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, again, we saw Riddle come out uh, after it turned into a whole six-man brawl. Again, we're definitely looking towards those six at Backlash. Uh, they could also do Sammy's. They could also do a WrestleMania rematch and then Riddle versus Solo. Uh, but I think they're going to do all six of them, in my opinion. Uh, next, we had Xavier Woods defeat LA Knight. So LA Knight picks up another loss. We then had... Damian Priest versus Santos Escobar. Damian Priest picked up that win. And then probably the biggest point of SmackDown was the return of Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, we had him come out and, you know, his his great new um, outfit. Uh, he, they were singing his song. It was awesome. Uh, he fought with Madcap Moss, who had one of the weirdest entrances I think I've ever seen. I don't really know what that box was where he kicked through the box. Um, Madcap feels like his WWE time is running out. He could almost go back down to NXT um, and bring Emma with him. That could be two people that could really shine in NXT where there's really not a spot for them in WWE. Um, so victory for Shinsuke in his uh, return. Um, and then we heard from Karrion Cross, who had a tarot card and then said TikTok. Um, a Shinsuke Karrion Cross match. I I am all for that. What a great idea that would be. Um, and then we had a Paul Heyman promo uh, saying that there's a WrestleMania match at Corpus Christi in two weeks. And finally, we had Sam, uh, Sammy Solo Sokoa versus Matt Riddle. 
Um, a win for Solo against Riddle. Um, and that was the end of that. Um, it does look like we're still going to get that six-person six tag match. For sure. Um, so what are your thoughts here on what we saw in SmackDown? This is why I love tuning into the to the blue brand every week. I mean, I love Raw, don't get me wrong. But just two hours of, of good wrestling, in my opinion, is is a lot easier to watch than three hours of good wrestling just because, you know, three hours is a lot of time. But I love the blue brand. You know, even when Raw was was very, very lackluster, the blue brand always was on top. Um, and like you said, the highlight the highlight of the night, as much as I could watch the Usos and, and KO and Sammy and Riddle feud, because they basically started the episode and ended it. I could I I love Shinsuke Nakamura and he was the highlight of this episode. He is back. They're singing his song again like they did in NXT. He is now going to be hopefully reinvented because he was squashed by Vince, whether you like it or not. He was he had the ultimate disrespect, I feel, out of any superstar. And I feel like he he right now he should be on the same level as Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, but he's not. And hopefully it gets to that point because he is a legend in the wrestling business and he deserves it. And he's his whole aura, his wrestling is amazing. And he deserves everything that he has coming to him, hopefully, in the future. Um, Damien versus Santos, I, I love the LWO. I think it's a great way to elevate the Legado del Fantasma, take him away from their normal heel work. And also, you know, it, it sets up their feud of Judgment Day, but it also sets up a match, a backlash with, you know, them. And then possibly Zelina versus... Rio, which I think is what's going to be scheduled for Backlash. And I, I've recently come to love Zelina a lot more than I usually do. I feel like her in-ring skills have improved. So I can't wait on that. Um, another thing, we're going to get the WrestleMania rematch in two weeks. I'm fine with that. No issues. Because um, I, th- I feel like they're saving the six-man tag match for Backlash, which I'm totally fine with. I feel like the, the, the people of Puerto Rico will be very excited about that match. Um, but another comment, another just a little negative which it was a great match, but obviously LA Knight versus Xavier Woods. Um, I don't know why they keep booking LA Knight to lose. He's red hot. He this is kind of like what they did with Damian Sandow in a way. Um, I feel like you need LA Knight to win. Everyone loves him. I, I mean, he still keeps eating losses, and everyone still loves him. But you can't have him keep eating losses, especially to someone. Not that Xavier Woods is bad, but at at, at this point, LA Knight is ten times over than Xavier Woods. And I feel like having him lose every week on SmackDown is very, very, very non-beneficial. So I feel like we need to get that figured out. LA Knight needs to be elevated and pushed to the moon because he's hot. He's over. People would love to see him on a big stage. Um, possibly Money in the Bank. We're not obviously. We'll, I want to talk about this after the episode, but we're not getting King of the Ring anymore. So um, definitely, I could see him as a contender for the Money in the Bank. But other than that, very good episode. I could see the Usos and and KO. And Sammy and Riddle wrestle week after week. I think it's a very good feud, very strong. I'm excited to see what we get with Roman and the Usos because obviously one of the high points of this episode is when Paul Heyman said, Roman Reigns is getting impatient with you too. Now, the Usos thought that he was talking to KO and Sammy, but he was looking directly at the Usos. They didn't even know. So obviously we're going to get something with the Usos and and Roman. Hopefully we get a couple beatdowns, some family drama, cracks in the bloodline despite Roman holding the championship. So I just can't wait for the future of SmackDown. Draft is coming soon. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And I'm just glad where things are at. What are your thoughts on, on this episode overall? I know you described some of it, but what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm I'm kind of 
all agreeing here. I think that it was great to see everything that we saw. Shinsuke Nakamura has been one of the most underutilized wrestlers um, that I can remember. Um, again, he won the Royal Rumble, and he really never panned out after that. Um, I think they really screwed that up for him, and I think they really screwed up WrestleManias for him. I think he just was super underutilized, like you said, by Vince. So hopefully two things kind of here with him coming back. It means that Vince really isn't in charge. As much as we've speculated, he really has no hands on the creative side of things, which is why Shinsuke decided to come back. And two, that now that Shinsuke is back, he's going to be used in the proper way. Um, and he is going to, you know, I'm not saying win titles all of a sudden, but he's going to have meaningful feuds. Well, and now, just because we were on the topic of Nakamura and Cross, and alert just came across my phone, uh, that Vince, Vince McMahon sent an email to the roster of WWE uh, and said, per, told personnel that Triple H is the sole chief creative officer no. and that Vince McMahon would not seek any creative input in WWE decisions. Well, is that true? Like, that's yeah, that, just came, that just came across on Bleacher Report. On Instagram? Uh, no, just the Bleacher Report app. Oh, wow. That, that's good news, guys. That's really good news. So I, that I is... Feeling, I had a feeling that Vince wasn't involved because the the episodes have actually been good. That's huge. That is that is going to be really big for the WWE. Again, I just said it, that maybe that means that Vince is not really in control here um, when Shitsuke came back, and now it looks like Vince has no creative control. Uh, so that is going to really be great for the WWE. Um, so we are super excited for that. Um, I think that'll just about wrap this episode unless there's anything else you want to say here. Yeah, just one quick thing. I, I sent this to you on text. We're getting uh, Night of Champions back. Yes. But but, the, but what the reason why I thought this was a very Vince McMahon move was because they switched it from King and Queen of the Ring. So I guess we're not getting King and Queen of the Ring because they totally switched that pay-per-view. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, I, I'm personally, I'm very excited to get Night of Champions back. This brings me back to 2013. But at the same time, we were supposed to get King of the Ring, so I'm not sure what's going on here. Oh, I definitely would pick Knight of Champions and see every title defended. Me too. Then see King and Queen of the Ring, because I don't really know what that does, in my opinion. I don't really understand the King and Queen of the Ring, because, again, once you're the King of the Ring, it doesn't you don't like get any like special incentives. Exactly. And that's just like, it's not like winning the Money in the Bank briefcase, where like you get some opportunity. Like If there was an opportunity with winning king of the ring then maybe i get a little bit more into it but that's the extent of it you get to sit in the throne and you're called king for a year and there's just like no i don't understand that um so i'm definitely all four night champions like let's see all titles get defended like let's just have a whole card of every single title we got let's see it all get defended and yeah that's what i'm really excited for so absolutely i prefer that over king queen of the ring yeah that's gonna be a big night for the saudis over there they're gonna be very happy about that it's gonna be a good should be a good night of wrestling my my only issue was like I thought, and now obviously that we have this report, obviously this is not true. I thought that Vince McMahon came in and said we're not doing King and Queen of the Ring, we're gonna go back to Night of Champions because obviously last time we saw Night of Champions it was run by Vince, so that was why I was worried. But now I understand because you just uh, read that report from Bleacher Report, so I'm very happy. It's gonna be um the, the next like three pay per views aren't even in this country, so it's gonna be a very 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 cool. They're going to be like mini WrestleManias, in my opinion. You know, the Saudi event's going to be like a mini WrestleMania. This Puerto Rico event should be good. And obviously, Money in the Bank in London should be a banger. So, like I said, I keep saying every week, it's, it's good to be a wrestling fan. Looking forward to the future. And uh, that's it for me. So, we can uh, get wrapping up with this if you want to. 
Yeah, uh, it's going to do it for me as well. I'm all set. Uh, it's super fun. Uh, so I think that's how we're going to just start doing these episodes now. We're going to come out every Saturday here and just talk about this week in WWE. And again, hopefully we get some notifications like we saw here with McIntyre and Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah. A lot of speculation to do, um, but that's kind of what this business is. It's a lot of speculation, a lot of things coming on the fly. Um, so we hope you all enjoyed listening. Uh, we're looking forward to backlash in three weeks, WWE draft in two weeks. And of course the returning of Shinsuke Nakamura was probably the highlight of this episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, on Twitter, we are broken table wrestling. Uh, we post live updates as often as we can on raw NXT and SmackDown. And then we have an Instagram as well at the broken table Insta. Make sure to check those out. Of course, make sure to download episodes that you enjoyed. Make sure to follow. Send us DMs if you have something you want us to work on. Like We're all all ears uh, looking to uh, understand this a little bit better. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.